You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Hello, 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 ladies, and welcome to our show today. We're going to hop right to it. I want to talk to you about the helicopter mom, the helicopter mama. And this is very, very important because so many mothers and it may be you, and you can kind of listen to hear, uh, see if you hear anything that sounds like you. But first I want to read something that I picked up from Wikipedia. <laughs> and you can kind of listen to where uh, this all derived and you can hear, well, I heard the truths in it. But before we get started, let me go ahead and pray so that I can make sure that uh, I say something um, or I say what the Lord is asking me to say so that you can hear what the Lord wants you to hear. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity to come before you one more time. We pray that in this podcast, it will be all of you and none of me. I pray that you would open the ears to those that have ears to hear. Let them hear what you are saying, O oh God. And we just thank you, O oh Lord, in advance, and we will be so careful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. So from Wikipedia, a helicopter parent, also called co-setting parent or simply a co-setter, is a parent who pays extremely close attention to a child's or children's experiences and problems particularly at educational institutions. Uh, helicopter parents are so named because like helicopters, they hover overhead, overseeing every aspect of their child's life constantly. A helicopter parent is also known to strictly supervise their children in all aspects of their lives, including social interactions. So, the etymology is derived from uh, a metaphor that appeared as early as 1969 in the best-selling book Between Parent and Teenager. And so it mentions a teen who complains, uh, mother hovers over me like a helicopter. <laughs> so that's where they're saying it came from. And then Foster Klein and Jim Fay coined the term helicopter parent in the 1990s. The term helicopter parent gained wide currency when American academic administrators began using it in the early 2000s as the oldest millennials began reaching college age. Their baby, their baby boomer parents earned notoriety for practices such as calling their children each morning 
to wake them up for class and complaining to report to professors about their children's grades. And then summer camp officials have also reported similar behavior from these types of parents. And so the root, the chronicle of higher education, which is college or above uh, high school, reported that helicopter parents continued advocating for their adult children at the graduate school level as well, such as advocating for their, uh, for their adult child's admission to law school or business school. And as this cohort entered the workforce, human resource officials reported helicopter parents sh uh, showing up in the workplace or phoning managers to advocate on their adult child's behalf or to negotiate salaries for their adult children. Um, generational demographer, I won't, well, Neil Howe, he describes helicopter parenting as the parenting style of baby boomers, parents of millennial children. Ooh, that is me. I'm, a, I'm parents of millennial children. How describes the uh, helicopter parenting of baby boomers as distinct parenting style or a distinct parenting style from Generation X parents? He describes the latter, which is the Generation X parents, as stealth fighter parents uh, due to the tendency that Generation X parents, they let minor issues go, you know, while striking without warning and vigorously in the event of serious issues. So how contrast this to the sustained participation of boomer parents of millennials in the educational setting? And I think, side note, that's how I got into this. Um, I, I believe the Lord has called me to work with mothers and, you know, a helicopter term is, um, it's a general term but it starts in the schools. It starts in the schools and it's kind of um, poignant to me that they would mention how serious it is in the educational settings. And so um, they describe these parents as sometimes helpful, sometimes annoying, yet always hovering over their children and making noise. How describes baby boomers as incredibly close to their children, saying that, in his opinion, it's a good thing. Hmm. Helicopter parents attempt to ensure their children are on a path to success by paving it for them. The rise of helicopter parenting coincided with two social shifts. Social, social shifts. The first was the comparatively booming economy of the 1990s with low unemployment and higher disposable income. The second was the public perception of increased child endangerment, a perception which free range parenting advocate Lenora Scanese described as a rooted uh, as rooted in paranoia. So helicopter parenting is on occasion associated with societal or cultural norms which furnish or standardize things related to vicariousness. Hmm. 
So overall, we can gather that helicopter parenting by far um, is what? The parent who hovers over their child, the parent who uh, is constantly there. And if you're a teacher, if you're an educator, it's that parent and I have seen them, have worked with them and have coached them off the ledge, the mini ledge, M-I-N-I -I ledge. But the helicopter parent is the one who, um, I put this in my book, um, my son has to ride the van today. Um, is it okay if he rides, the, he rides the van because I can't pick him up today? So is it okay? Sure, that's fine. He can ride the van. So the next morning, uh, a phone call is given by that helicopter parent. Um, my son XYZ said that the person that he had to sit next to on the van yesterday stunk. So could you please not put him next to that person again? Hmm. No problem. The next day, helicopter mom calls. Um, he said, X, my son XYZ said that um, during the affirmation, when they're moving their hands, people are putting their hands in his face. Could you please have uh, watch that person so that they're not putting hands in his face? What, really? I, I'll pay more attention to that. Absolutely. Um, the next morning, helicopter mom calls, um, or maybe even came up. Um, he said that this work is too hard. Can you make the work a little easier for him? The next day, helicopter mom comes. He said that those push-ups that you guys are having him to do, that you all are rough and you're making him do them in a way that he doesn't want to do them. Okay, so now helicopter mom is has gone way too far. And I'm giving an example, but that's a real example. Um, and, and so those parents, mainly mothers, mainly mothers who do too much, and we just heard it. And so if you think about it, uh, if you're like in your late 40s or 50s, you had a parent who, you know, they were getting into the workforce, you know, happy to have a job, working hard, you know, because finally, you know, we could work and make money, you know, so there was a rise in that area. And so many children had to be left at home by themselves. And during that time, you know, mothers really didn't have time to be helicopter mom. They really didn't. So that's why this uh, description in Wikipedia talks about mothers, or this is called parenting, but I'm speaking more in terms of mothers. But this was during the time where mothers, they stopped working, they were more into their children, 
And so they hovered because why? They wanted their children to have a better life than they did. They worked very hard. It all, it all kind of reminds me of um, in the Bible when David worked really hard. You know, he had to do all the fighting, but by the time he actually had Solomon, Solomon didn't have to fight. He didn't have to fight. He just received to use his wisdom. And so I want to just mention five signs that you might be a helicopter mom. Um, again, it's characterized by a helicopter-like tendency to hover over your child, swoop in and rescue them at the first sign of trouble. And that is the first sign of what they consider trouble. Because what they consider trouble and what we consider trouble is not trouble. They, these children are, they don't know how to handle trouble in a lot of cases. And so between the events surrounding September 11th and then the two economic crashes in 2000 and then 2008, parents, they actually did have concern about their children's futures, right? And so I'm reading this now. Research is piecemeal, but a few surveys and studies revealed the phenomenon is widespread in the United States. In one national survey of college students, 38% of freshmen and 29% of seniors said their parents intervened on their behalf to solve problems either very often or sometimes. And they're often from the highly educated middle class or wealthier with social and financial resources to share with adult children. So while most parents start scaling back their involvement when children head to college, helicopter parents, they are just getting ramped up. <laughs> the worst examples of helicopter parenting include previously unheard of behaviors like parents attending their adult children's job interviews, <coughs> arguing over grades, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> dry throat, give me some water. Mm. So then you have <coughs> many colleges pushing back saying, um, your child has to give you permission to get into the portal to get their grades. And you're paying the tuition or you're making sure it's getting paid even if it's through financial aid. <coughs> and then some parents, they... Um, you know, they, they have to really make themselves push back. And that's really one of the reasons that uh, Dr. Leslie Inspires exists because we want to help mothers to stop. So it's, it's hard to stop at that point because parents are so accustomed and not just the parents because some parents, some moms, they do want to stop. But then the child is like, <laughs> um i don't think so mom i need your help now they don't know how now they don't know how and so 
um, so there are kids who, um, mainly sons in this case, that say they had over controlling parents and a higher level of depression and reported feelings uh, less satisfied with family life, um, especially when they received the support from mom that they didn't ask for. Okay, so um, I'm switching over to my book now, Setting Boundaries with Your African-American Son, and I'm on page 49. A helicopter mom removes her son's decision-making powers and the ability to learn how to bounce back after making a mistake. I'm going to say that one more time because this chapter is one of my favorite chapters. I'm not going to read it. you got to go get the book. A helicopter mom removes her son's decision-making powers, his decision-making powers, his decision-making powers. And mom, when those powers are removed, they're not just removed from that incident. Now your son does not know how to uh, go get a job. Your son does not know how to brush his teeth. Your son does not know how to make up his bed washes behind without you telling him to do it and in some cases some of you are still doing it some of you are still doing it and so that's where we talk about the failure it is an outcome that most of us dread but we have to deal with it is an uh <clears throat> it is something that we dread but we have to deal with we don't the way the reason that we hover over them the way that we do is because we don't want them to make a bad decision. We don't want them to be hurt. We don't want them to fall down and hurt their knee. We don't want them to fall down and hurt themselves. We don't want them to get hurt. We don't want a girl to hurt them. We don't want a boy to hurt them. We don't want the teacher to hurt them. We don't want their father to hurt them. Ugh. So, my message to you today is get a grip and stop hovering over your son. As challenging as this may be, we have got to stop. And there are areas uh, of my life that I am still doing this too. <clears throat> I'm catching myself and realizing that, oh my gosh, you know, I've, I've got to let go right here. Um, and so I'm going to end right there. Uh, but I just pray that I said something in the words that I said that would help you to even think about uh, some of the things that you might be doing. Um, oh, I did mention I was going to say the um, five ways to tell if you have either been raised by a helicopter mom or if you are one, <clears throat> you have to call your mom and dad before you make a decision. <laughs> you count your parents as some of your best friends. You, you resent your parents for their gifts and support. We call those ungrateful children, but there's a reason why. There's a reason why. And I'm not going into that uh, during this podcast. And then you feel incredibly anxious all the time. 
And then number five, you're a perfectionist who is obsessed with credentials. Wow. Wow. So we just have to think about those five and think about why those five might be. You're a perfectionist who is obsessed with uh, credentials. Um, <clears throat> some of that is, I would say, because um, if you've had a parent who hovers over you, they're watching every single thing that you did or are doing. And so that means in some ways they or we or you can be very critical of them. And so, you know, you don't like the way they, your son makes up the bed, so you make it up. You don't like the way his hair is, so you comb it. You don't like the way he dresses, so you dress him. You know, and then there's this pushback. But when it comes to schooling, you know, they recognize that school is very important to you. So they become very obsessed with credentials so that they can please mom, you know? So there's more to that, but I'm going to end now. Let's go ahead and end in prayer. Um, you can visit our website at uh, drlesleyinspires.com to find out in more information about what we're doing. We are so excited. want you to uh, hit the like button. want you to share our podcast. And more importantly, we want you to subscribe, subscribe, and share. So we thank you, and we will see you next Sunday when the next podcast is uploaded. This is Dr. Leslie. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O oh God, for this opportunity to come before you. I pray that we have said something to spark something in a mother uh, that she needed to hear, that you wanted her to hear, to get the transformation that she is looking for. Father God, we just ask that you would bless our sons, bless our moms who are trying so hard and so diligently to raise them in the admonition of you and to raise them the best way they can. Equip her, oh God. <clears throat> Equip her to raise her son or sons the way that you would have her. And help her. Give her the peace that surpasses all understanding as she keeps her mind stayed on you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesleyinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.